Next on BYU Sports Nation, expecting the unexpected. Game day eve for BYU and East Carolina. What surprising storyline do you see unfolding? ESPNU analyst and former college football coach Dan Hawkins weighs in on the matchup and how he would defend BYU. Plus, former NFL and BYU linebacker David Nixon on how to defend the country's best third down team. Beat the Pirates. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, sponsored by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Live today from Deseret First Credit Union, here are your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision from Deseret First Credit Union on the campus of Brigham Young University, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Friday, October 9th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with... Sailor Coog sock collector, Jerem Jordan. Dude, I am now. So Deseret First brought a bunch of swag up here. Uh, if you show up today, they're giving away swag, which is awesome for free. Um, Sailor Coog socks, okay? These, these are the greatest socks I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> I immediately got on the set and said, how do I get a pair or two of these? these or are, eight. Or eight. These are amazing. I do want to mention this, too. It's, it's fun to be on remote, as we say, in the biz uh, out here. It takes an army of people to make this happen. Like, you, you'd be surprised how many people and things and the prep. 5 a.m. crew call for these guys. They're out here set up. It looks fantastic. So I want to give it up to our crew right yeah. now Woo! for this setup because it takes an army to make this happen. I saw a tweet from uh, Brian Wood, one of our engineers. I love the bike ride to work at 4.30 in the morning when there are no cars on the road. That's brutal, man. That's, That's what they do. And Deseret First has been great. It's fun. Uh, if you're around, come hang out. Come visit the new store here. They have a soda machine in there for the free. The best thing they ever Lounge. decided to do. Um, ever. They, they showed us this. It's not an ATM, but it's an ITM, I guess. You can interact face-to-face. So very cool setup. I'm seeing free food over here now all of a sudden. Of course, when the show starts, I notice the free food that I can't have access to until after. But it's a fun, <laughs> a fun environment. Come hang out if you're nearby. The power of BYU Sports Nation accomplished something huge yesterday, everyone. We got the quarterback, John Beck, onto the Twitter machine, and in one day he picked up over 1,000 followers. One day. Already put up, yeah, one day. (laughs) Already put up an avatar pic of his first year as a quarterback in flag football, donning a number 14 jersey because he said he wanted to be like Ty Detmer. It's going to be fun to hear John Beck's uh, tweets and, and read those, and he's a regular contributor throughout the football, rest of the football season on BYU Sports Nation as well. So we're just doing our part. You know, John really did the legwork on that, but, of course, we're going to take some credit. We got Coach Jeff Judkins on Twitter, John next, Beck on Twitter. Our next big project's Dave Rose. Just throwing it out there. Robert and I, no shot. I'm not even going to try with Robert He's on I. Twitter. That's a complete miscalculation of what happened. But will he tweet? Dave Rose is he's the next project. He's on Twitter. Robert but, and I is on the Twitter machine. Yes, but is he? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Who's running that account? <laughs> That's what I really want to know. No one is right now. <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's football game day. BYU hosting East Carolina for homecoming tomorrow night, 730 Eastern. The game live on ESPNU. Countdown to kickoff will be live an hour before that at 630 Eastern on BYU TV. Yesterday in the Deseret News, there was an interesting article about Taysom Hill. Uh, where he said he's in no rush to decide his football future, saying no decisions will be made until next year. He's not Miles Jack. He's not going to declare during the season, right? So I think uh, Taysom Hill respects Tanner Mangum. Whatever the decision for Taysom Hill is, it's going to come next year. Why rush it? It will be well thought out. Everything that guy does is well thought out. 
Fifth-ranked BYU women's soccer back in action tonight hosting San Diego. You can watch that game live on BYU TV at 9 Eastern or listen to it on BYU Radio. The Cougars are 10-1-1, 2-0 in conference. They've only given up four goals in 12 matches. That's amazing. That's amazing. And take that in for a second. Fifth-ranked BYU. You can watch them live tonight at Southfield or on BYU Just TV. Listen on BYU right. Right. 15th-ranked women's volleyball. They're killing it as well. They trailed two sets to none in Stockton to Pacific last night. They came back and won that in five sets, led by Whitney Young-Howard's 12 blocks and Alexa Gray's double-double, 14 kills and 12 blocks. They play at St. Mary's tomorrow night on the W.TV. Just find a way to win. That's all that matters. Rise and shout on this Friday. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Expecting the unexpected. Yes, I understand 100% the paradox involved in that statement. It's like writing the unwritten rules. How does one expect the unexpected? The point is there is always something, Jerem, in any and every college football game that takes us as fans by surprise. Now, I, I compare this to uh, you know each game. You look at it and you think, okay, I saw last game, therefore that means this for this game. Not necessarily. Every game this season for BYU, there's been some big unexpected thing that's happened. So our Twitter question today is this. What unexpected thing do you expect to happen in the ECU at BYU game? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Just let that question soak in for a minute. <laughs> I'll say it again. What unexpected thing do you expect to happen in the ECU at BYU <laughs> game? What? At Vietti underscore Brett. A shutout. That would be unexpected. When was the last time BYU shut out a Division One opponent? I can't remember. It's been Did a while. Savannah State score? Oh. Division One. Yeah. A well, Division One opponent. Division One double A. That's true. Yeah, but still. You FBS. ask me questions and I FBS. have to look it up. Okay. Well, while Jerem is looking that up. I don't up, remember. There's always something weird that happens. Case in point, BYU's 2015 season. Game number one, Nebraska. Taysom oh, I don't Hill. know. The Hail Mary? That and Taysom Hill has a season-ending injury in the second quarter. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay. Backup comes in. All he does is throw a 42-yard Hail Mary pass on the last play of the game to win it. How many of you expected that? You're lying. Boise State. <laughs> Game number two, Tanner Mangum throws a 35-yard touchdown pass on fourth and seven with under a minute to play to his shortest receiver. And kind of cool three interceptions to me were a big unexpected in that game, right? He houses the third of those three interceptions. Yeah. BYU wins by 11. They score 14 points in a minute. Game number three, UCLA. BYU scores first, then pulls off an onside kick. When have you seen that happen in the BYU Bronco Mendenhall era? Unexpected twist. The Cougars are tied or lead UCLA for 56 minutes plus of that, that game. That was the big surprise to me is that BYU was in position to win that game on the road at number 10. The game after, Michigan. Huh? 105 yards of total offense. The Cougars are shut out for only the second time in almost four decades. Uh, pick your surprise on uh, the Michigan game. We don't have to talk about that game anymore, right? Are, no. we Are we done talking done. about that game? Game number five, UConn. BYU <laughs> dominates the game statistically all the way up through the end of the third quarter, but somehow are trailing 10-7. to Everyone's scratching their head like, how is this happening? Yeah, 10 points through three quarters, tons of offense, but very few points. So there's unexpected things. I want to throw in Adam Hine against UCLA, by the way, running for 149 or whatever. That was unexpected. So against, against East Carolina, unexpected. What's the, uh, what's the expected unexpected thing? Use hashtag BYUSN and weigh in. The point is, it will happen. 
<laughs> oh, by the way, the it last will happen. the last shutout, 2012, 47 nothing against Hawaii. That was Taysom Hill's first, first career start. Career start. Last time BYU shut out an FBS opponent, Taysom Hill against Hawaii in 2012. It doesn't happen often. That would be quite the unexpected thing. That's one of the more extreme unexpecteds, in my opinion, that could happen. Now, the unexpecteds are just one of the many things that make college football beautiful. And my answer to today's Twitter question is set up by our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU has faced three of Phil Steele's top five pass defenses in 2015. Boise State, number one. Michigan, number two. UCLA, number five. Now, what is East Carolina? 100 second. They stink at defending the pass. (laughs) They're terrible. That's the good news. And what does BYU have? A freshman quarterback that just threw for 365 yards in the last game against Connecticut. Now, East Carolina, greater than Connecticut. But I think that BYU will be able to move the ball, matriculate the ball down the field. Had to get that in there. It's going to be great weather conditions, by the way. Uh, High 70s, low 80s for tomorrow's game. It's going to be beautiful. Pass efficiency defense, according to Phil Steele. UConn 106, ECU 102. So with that in mind... Tanner Mangum threw for 365, a single-game freshman passing record at BYU against UConn. This is a similar pass defense to UConn. How do the Pirates try and attack Tanner Mangum? My unexpected is Tanner Mangum will break his own freshman record the week mm. after he set it against UConn. Wow, that would be that would be quite the thing. And and what saved BYU last week because BYU was moving the ball but not finishing drives was the defense. BYU's defense was fantastic last week. Only gave up 13 total points in that game. Uh, seven went midway through the third quarter. Some of those turnovers led to shorter fields uh, for Connecticut. I think that the BYU defense plays a good game. My my unexpected is that UConn will score 14 or less. UConn or ECU? Sorry, I don't even know who BYU is playing. Apparently, <laughs> East Carolina. We'll score 14 or less in tomorrow's game, and BYU will put up more than that. Thirty, I don't know, 31? I see BYU scoring in the 30s tomorrow. BYU have a season high in scoring, perhaps? That What's would take 36 high? plus. 35, 35 against so Boise 36 State. Plus? Okay. Yeah. There you go. Sure, yeah. 17 plus. What do you <laughs> expect? That is unexpected. Did you hear me? 17 plus. <laughs> don't do it. I'm not calling it I ignored it you. I'll go. I'll go no, t- I ignored you. 10 plus. A double-digit win at home, always great. 10 plus. Yeah, don't. No, just don't. You, you're pressing your luck. You got to 17. I know, I know, I know. I know. And it, it took a field goal with a minute left to get there against Listen, UConn. Robert and I got my text <laughs> in the booth. He you has just, good, you unlike tweeted ev- at him. You tweeted at him, and he responded. Unlike everyone else in LES, he got my text. There you go. Oh, snap. They're working on that. They're working on oh, that. Oh, I know. One. They made great strides. What unexpected thing do you expect <laughs> to happen in the ECU at BYU game? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Conversation happening right this very second on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN to join us on BYU Sports Nation live from Deseret First Credit Union on this game day eve. At JV Fiso answers, I would She's love here. to see a Kafusi pick six. Can you name the last time a Kafusi pick six happened? <laughs> yes, I can. Idaho State, yes, 2013, indeed. my man. Yes, indeed. Yeah. He almost had one against J- UConn. JV Fiso is hanging out, by the way. She brought the kids. Welcome. Thank you for bringing the young children, getting this thing started the right way. At COT underscore BYU football. BYU's defense keeping East Carolina to 17 points or less. Yeah, my man. It sounds like ECU has good quarterbacks. Emphasis on the plural. And therein lies the issue. If you haven't been watching the show this week, East Carolina has a lefty named Blake Camp. He's been the starter. Throws for 70-plus percent completion percentage. That's really good, but it's short. It's all underneath stuff. They're in the bottom 
30 in, in uh, yards per completion. The backup has come in the last two weeks and won the game for East Carolina. Six foot three, 210 athletic junior transfer quarterback named James Summers, averaging 8.2 yards per carry. Led him to victory uh, coming from behind off the bench against Virginia Tech and against SMU. I expect him to start, and coming up, we'll talk to Dan Hawkins. You may remember him as the old Boise State head coach, Colorado head coach, the guy that said, go play intramurals, brother. That guy. Loved it. He's I gonna, loved it. He's going to be on the show. We'll ask him what he, coming up next, in fact, we'll ask him what he thinks about the quarterback situation for ECU. Why wouldn't James Summers start for East Carolina? BYU fans cannot forget the 50-12 to loss to Boise State in 2003. The Led- next year was a one-point game. I choose to remember that game more than the one you just mentioned. Led by Jeez. the two-time WAC coach of the year, Dan Hawkins, on location. He will join us on set on BYU Sports Nation up next. How difficult is it to prepare for two entirely different style of quarterbacks in the same week? We'll ask the coach after this. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. We are live from Deseret First Credit Union just next to BYU's campus here in Provo, Utah. And tonight we'll be live from Southfield as well. Spencer Linton on the call for the fifth-ranked women's soccer broadcast against San Diego, 9 p.m. Eastern time right here on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our Twitter topic and question today, what unexpected thing do you expect to happen in the ECU at BYU game? At Southampton Prod says, we'll go into overtime and win with a two-point conversion. I don't want that to happen. The last time that uh, was attempted... Uh, was at Boise State, 2012. 7-6 loss. So, bitter feelings on that one. Yeah, and that is true. <laughs> Speaking for of the win. Boise State, former Boise State head coach and, and Colorado head coach, two-time WAC coach of the year, Dan Hawkins, is on the BYU Sports Nation desk with us from this remote. Let's give Desert it up for Dan Academy. Hawkins. Yeah, let's give Dan, it Dan Hawkins, Hawkins. Awesome. Awesome. Dan will call the game tomorrow night on ESPN. That's Dan- more applause than I've ever got in Pro Bowl, Utah. <laughs> let me just say that right well, now. Well, when you beat BYU 50 to 12, you can't expect many, you know, people cheering for you on the way out. Yeah, we haven't we haven't forgotten. Coach, uh, let's start with this. What's the most intriguing part about this BYU East Carolina matchup in your perspective? I think both these teams are still evolving. I, I really do. They're they're trying to continue to find themselves and East Carolina has been banged up, going with the two quarterbacks, as you guys were talking about a little bit before. Um, Tanner's obviously had some unbelievable moments, but I think he's still trying to find himself somewhat, um, trying to get together with the O-line, get that running game going. So uh, both teams kind of right there, hanging in there, doing okay, not great, not bad, but really trying to get to that next level. I always kind of look at it like a horse race and, you know, you come out of the blocks and everybody's fired up and they're just charging. And then now's kind of that middle third stretch where you really kind of find out who you are and you got to get into your stride like a, a 1,500-meter runner. I mean, I could get out of the blocks and run fast and you go, oh, look at that guy in lane six. But you get in the middle of the race, oh, guy in lane six is kind of fading. <laughs> so this is that, that stretch where those good teams kind of really get their pace and get going. And, and what do you think of BYU? Because... The start of the season was as dramatic as it can be with Taysom Hill's injury and the Hail Marys. Now, 
are you seeing BYU level out a little bit? Was last week an indication of more of who BYU is? Nah, I don't. Again, I don't know. I think Tanner is still. He's coming down off the off the high and and trying to find his legs a little bit and his niche in this in this offense. And so, to me, I think they're still they're still evolving a little bit right now. Two-time WAC Coach of the Year, Dan Hawkins, with this on BYU Sports Nation, former UC Davis fullback. I should have thrown that in there. That's as well, right? the lead-in right there, <laughs> right baby. There. <laughs> I didn't realize you were a fullback for UC Davis. Full, you- I always say full guard, and they always go full guard. What I said, they give you a running back's number, but you're really just a guard in the backfield. <laughs> give you the ball about five times a year to make you feel happy. And yeah, then, yeah. BYU has the task of trying to slow down a couple of quarterbacks in Kemp and Summers tomorrow yeah. for East Carolina. How difficult is it to comp- to prepare for, for two entirely different style of quarterbacks in the same game? It is. Now, their, their system is the same, but clearly what they do when each guy is in is, is different. So it is dramatically different. Sometimes it's not. And then Kemp's a lefty. I think that changes what you do play action-wise, what you do with your bootlegs and and uh, some of those kinds of things, and typically become maybe more left-handed oriented that way in your pass game. And then Summers comes in, want him to be a receiver, and he runs all over the place. So I think it is two different game plans, and I'm sure Broncos got a couple of tricks in each bag for, for both those guys. When you look at what BYU brings to the table as well, uh, who are some of the guys that pop on film when you prepare for this game? Oh, geez. I think they play extremely hard on defense, and you watch all those guys, Longy and all those guys. Of course, Kafusi kind of leads things off in there, but they play extremely hard. That's the thing that strikes you on defense, and anytime you face a Bronco uh, Mendenhall defense, you're going to get that. Uh, offensively, probably half those guys or more than half of them could play on the basketball team. Uh, <laughs> you know, Jurgens, I think, is kind of the little, little engine that makes the whole thing go a little bit. I think it's important to get him involved early, let him get going. He's got a little wiggle in there. Um, and I think he's kind of the guy, to me, that's the key to getting the thing going. You've seen this BYU offense for five games, so as a former coach and now as an analyst for ESPN, how would you game plan against a freshman quarterback in Tanner Mangum and this widespread <laughs> BYU offense? Well, that's a good question because I'm probably the same about any guy. I'm a big pressure over coverage guy. I don't care who it is. And to me, if they can play with grass stains on their back, and uh, their jersey a little ruffled, you tip your hat and say, hey, God bless you, good job, way to go. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to bring pressure. I'm a pressure over coverage guy. Uh, you got a lot of length offensively like we talked about, but still I think you got to get up there and challenge people, and you got to get up on them, and you got to reroute them. I don't think you can let anybody have free access, and particularly these guys because they're so big. Uh, sometimes the common perception to me is, oh, Let's play off of them because they're that much better than 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 we are. But I think you got to get up there and challenge them a little bit. So, like I said, I'm going to be a pressure guy. You have to stop the run, obviously. Um, but I'm going to try to get up there and press. Now that doesn't always mean you play man. You can play zone out and still press and get out of it. But uh, challenge those guys. Get after the quarterback. Uh, it all starts with a running game, of course. Bronco and and uh, those guys love to run the football. But uh, I'd probably start there. Dan, year five of independence for BYU. The Cougars have loaded up future schedules with really tough opponents. <laughs> yeah. Um, they've taken that route in independence of, okay, we're going to play a really tough schedule, and we're going to see if we can be relevant that way. I, Boise State made a living on, hey, let's win a bunch of games. Let's win our conference championship. Let's win that couple of huge games we've got. Kind of the other end of the spectrum to me. How does BYU stay nationally relevant with these tough schedules? Because there probably will be some losses in there every year. Yeah. And the, the stress, too, guys, of just – 
traveling all over the country and going time zone to time zone. And sometimes you discount that a little bit. Now, I just live right up the road in Boise, so, but I'm always going east. And you'd be surprised just that little two hours, how it kind of just throws you off your, your, your bed. You go to bed late and you want to get up or, you know, you can't really figure out where your meal schedule is. And it, uh, but obviously playing in good venues against good teams, you're right. I think how do they stay relevant? They have to keep st- uh, building. It, it's funny, even Notre Dame, um, they've sort of figured out here in the last – few years that they need to up their game a little bit they've kind of been sort of existing as hey we're notre dame and they're finding out hey nobody cares <laughs> you, you you better invest in your football program if you want to win those games and and when you say nationally relevant i'm assuming you mean win those games um but you've got to invest and whether you agree with that or don't agree with that, that's your facilities because you've got to track players your coaches your salaries all those kinds of things you have to decide who you are there because there's no question that's that's stress and strain and there's very few programs around the country that experience that maybe BYU a Notre Dame uh some of the military academies how they they go around but uh clearly uh it's it's easier to come west than it is to go east it is that's a fact and all the NFL teams will tell you that so uh, I think they just have to hang in there. I know nobody likes p- the word patience. Uh, everybody wants to win them all, and I and I get that. But uh, when you're slugging it out against the heavyweights and you're flying all over the country and putting in a lot of frequent flyer miles, it's hard. College football fans on the word patience don't exactly no. go hand in hand. No, Oil that's water. why fan is short for. Fanatic. Fanatic. That's right. (laughs) Dan Hawkins with us on BYU Sports Nation. He will call the game tomorrow on ESPNU, BYU, and ECU, a 7.30 p.m. Eastern time start. Speaking of patience, a lot of BYU fans are hoping that the Cougars, most anyway, can get into a Power 5 conference. And certainly that will require some patience. Right now, what is the case against BYU getting into a Power 5 conference over the next sometime in the five years, let's say? Well, let's face it. As much as we don't want to admit it, it always comes down to the Benjamins mm. and money. And the number We're one thing... We're at a thing, credit union as well. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> keep bringing it out in yeah. truckloads uh, for these two guys. Um, but that's a lot of it is, is and first of all, it starts in your TV market. What does your TV market bring? And, and so teams or you know, conferences are looking at that. I really think at some point the Big 12 is going to have to expand. I really do believe that, and, and I think they should take BYU. I really do, and I think it would be great. Uh, you've got sort of the Sunday issue, but I think that could be worked around a little bit. I know BYU's kind of had their own TV deal, and, and uh, that was part of the issue, I think, when they were in the Mountain West uh, as well. So people have to sit down at the table and kind of figure out how do we deal with the Sunday issue, how do we deal with your own TV network, um, where are we there? Because I think the Big 12 needs another team. I think BYU would be great, and it would be great for their footprint. It would be great for them to, you know, back when the conference rating was going on, they were talking about going in and trying to get the South teams in the Pac-12. So I think it would be great, particularly for the Big 12, to, to get BYU. And then maybe move, they move the other direction and take uh, like a Cincinnati or something like that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Do you love coming to Provo? You were 2-0 against BYU. <laughs> I love coming here. Look at that. How could you not love coming here? Yeah. 
Yeah, the yeah. scenery is something else. Yeah, it is a spectacular. And uh, as you guys know, I always say this about Boise, too. The weather's always a lot better than most people think. So I try to perpetuate the myth that there's 10 feet of snow on. Most of the kids keep people from not moving in in too, <laughs> too vigorous a, a rate. But no. Uh, love coming here. Great college town. Obviously very scenic. Uh, big Bronco men and Hall fans. So always great to be here. Good fan base and all that's cool. Former college football head coach at Boise State and Colorado, Dan Hawkins, now with ESPN. He'll call the game tomorrow. Right now, let's take a look at all of college football. Who is the best college football team in America? It's almost an impossible question to answer right now, but who do you think it is? Okay. This always irritates people because they think there's all this that ESPN is married to the SEC, which they're they're really not. And I know it's there's, not like you have a network. Well, there's right? all this cons- conspiracy <laughs> theories, but I mean, I really, if you told me get out your wallet and put it on somebody, you have to put it on somebody. I'm going to put it on Alabama, just because of the personnel that they have. Uh, they've won it. They've been there. They know they're used to heavyweight boxing and fighting. Uh, hey, up the road, we got a game going on tonight, uh, tomorrow night that's that's pretty good as well. And hey, God bless all those teams. But you got to be you, you got to be used to being a heavyweight fighter. I mean, every week. And I think Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Uh, fell into that last year. They're just not used to the stress and strain of every week, everything mattering, hanging in there and battling. And so uh, I, I think I think that's where I would lean. I think Baylor's a much improved team. You've got Ohio State who's still still the king. I guess they're ki- the king until they're denounced the king. They're Florida State from last year right now. They are. They are. Uh, but they're still playing and they're, they're still winning. I mean, it's nice to see uh, a lot of undefeated teams in there and uh, but if I had to really stake my claim, I'd go, I'm, I'm putting it on the big red elephant. Well, you're not alone because ESPN's Trevor Maddich joins us every Monday for Maddich Mondays, and, and we ask him the same question, and he said, right now it's Alabama. See, that proves it. Neither one of us know anything. So, you know, when you get on the experts, they always ask me, when you're on the experts, I said, how do you get on that show? I said, well, there's two criteria. One is you have to have never coached but think you can coach, and the other one is you coach and you got fired because you couldn't coach. That's why you're on the experts. I look at the Big 12, and it's hard to think that TCU or Baylor wouldn't be in, the, in there, one of them, right? There's no way they get left out again. Well, that would be very interesting. That would irritate a lot of people. And BYU fans kind of want that. Yeah, exactly. That the Big 12 makes a move. Exactly. Uh, but Baylor, I think, uh, they're carrying a big stick right now, and I think TCU as well. They're a little banged up on defense. Uh, but you got to believe those guys are going, we've got to do everything we can to impress the committee. Now, once again, Baylor did not have a great non-conference schedule uh, when they sit down and figure this stuff all out here in the next uh, a month or so. It'll be interesting to see where it comes out. But you're right. If, if neither one of those teams makes it again, oh, drama. Confl- <laughs> conf- that would be conflama. Conflict and drama. Uh, conflama. 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 That is fantastic. See? How have we never heard that That's before? That's a great word, isn't it? Dan Hawkins bringing it to you on BYU Sports Nation. We can't end without I, I play intramuros. Are you okay with that? I am. Okay. At a high level? <laughs> probably not. No, probably not. <laughs> Which sport? Play football. Oh, nice. But nice. I, I, d- Are you uh, the quarterback? No. Two no. weeks in the summer would be fine with me. I just want you to know that. Okay. Yeah. Well, you could get 10 weeks off, actually, technically. Okay. You get plenty of time off. More time than the guys here at the First Credit Union. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dan, great to have you on set with us on BYU Sports Nation. 
since you gave BYU the vote of confidence for the Big 12 at some point, we would like to give you our vote of confidence nice. and give you our BYU Sports Nation swag. There's some truffles in there from the BYU store. There's goggles, I blue do goggles. Like, I do like the goggles. Yeah. I like the goggles. And they look good on you. And I'm always open for swag. Yeah. There's nothing we want more than you to wear that shirt in Boise. <laughs> <laughs> this will be popular in Boise. Oh, they'll love it. Oh, Especially this fantastic. year. Dan Hawkins sure wore a BYU shirt. Be blue, though, huh? <laughs> Coach, great to have you with us. All right, guys, appreciate it. BYU Sports Station continues from Desiree First Credit Union after this. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We are live from Deseret First Credit Union. Have a good crowd, swag, food, free soda. Free it's Sailor Coop socks. It's the place to be, man. Yeah. These socks, dude. I love these socks. Okay, we know that you want them already, okay? We know. I love them. They're great. <laughs> Sailor Coog's going to be on the basketball jerseys. It's on the socks. It's awesome. By the way, we had I that. Just, I just told Dan Hawkins I play intramurals. That, I, oh, he's I great. I love this job. He's great. I he's, love this job. He's actually pulling out right <laughs> as we speak. He also brought us the word conflama. A conflict drama. Conflama. Yeah, yeah there'd be conflama if the Big 12 was left out, he said. Hey, countdown to kickoff <laughs> is on tomorrow, 6.30 Eastern time. Our live pregame show from Lavelle Edwards Stadium as BYU prepares to host East Carolina on this Royal Blue Homecoming weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. 6.30 Eastern tomorrow. On that note, refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. Countdown to kickoff live at 6.30 Eastern on BYU TV, counting you down to the kickoff between BYU and East Carolina on ESPNU. Taysom Hill told the Deseret News he is in no rush to decide his football future, saying no decisions will be made until next year. Fifth-ranked BYU women's soccer hosting San Diego tonight, 9 Eastern. You can watch that game live on BYU TV or listen to it on BYU Radio. The Cougars are 10-1-1, 2-0 in West Coast Conference play. And 15th-ranked women's volleyball trailed two sets to none last night. They came back and won that in five sets. At Pacific, led by Whitney Young Howard's 12 blocks and Alexa Gray's double-double, 14 kills and 12 digs. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is former NFL and BYU linebacker friend of the program, David Nixon. David, welcome to the Game Day Eve show. Hey, always great to join you guys. Of course it is. We appreciate that you saying that. <laughs> David? What, what, what I don't love is the fact that you guys just tweet out a picture of me and Keel on the 50-yard line of a picture like 10 you'll, years ago. You'll never that, live that down. That will I, never I, that go wasn't away. That was actually us, but, yeah, I know what you mean. Whoever it was. I don't know. Boy, Boy Sports Nation. It's, it's killing me. That picture's got to disappear somehow. Why'd you agree <laughs> to take that picture? <laughs> Well, I, we didn't really agree. It was one of those things where you're, you know, media day, people are pointing you all directions. Next thing you know, we get a picture taken of us, and it's not the most uh, pleasing picture, but, you know, it is what it is. You have a sense of humor. That's why I like it. There it is you fantastic. Go. You understand that because we are talking about it more, it's just going to get propagated. Now people are like, and, what picture is Yeah, now people about? are going to go look for it more now, David. Yeah, let's move on then. <laughs> <laughs> Our Twitter question today, and I know that this is – a little bit of a paradox, but what unexpected thing do you expect to happen tomorrow? Well, 
I, I think BYU fans will be a little frustrated in this answer, but I, I, I expect BYU the, to, to fall behind early in this game. And I say that because East Carolina is coming off uh, a game against SMU where they scored 42 straight points. They had the ball rolling. They kind of found their secret sauce in James Summers, who's been the spark to this team, led them over a victory with ECU and Virginia Tech, both come from behind. So I, I, I expect ECU to continue that wave of momentum. BYU coming off kind of a lackluster effort with, with UConn. You know, nobody was thrilled. Obviously, BYU goes on to win 30 to 10, but nobody was really thrilled with that victory and how they performed. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's a hangover from BYU. And then, like I said, ECU kind of rides that momentum, gets up on BYU, but eventually I think BYU wins this game at home and, and, and you know, comes around. But it uh, could be interesting first quarter. Yeah, and it'll be interesting too because I, I think James Summers is going to start the game. I don't know why you wouldn't. He's come uh, you know, off the bench, won the last two games for you uh, when you've trailed. And he presents an interesting threat, David, because you played against some dual threats, uh, you know, guys that uh, got out of the pocket a lot, and that presents a certain challenge that BYU have to meet. So what's that going to be like for BYU to prepare for both but probably lean on the James Summers' starting uh, idea, right? Yeah, it is tough. It really is tough as a defender. You're looking at two different quarterbacks with two different skill sets, right? James Summers more your athletic uh, running type quarterback, a guy that looks to really run first, pass second. Uh, then you've got Blake Kemp, the other quarterback who's been the majority of the starter for the, for the year, um, and, and he's more your pocket quarterback who likes to drop back. He's thrown for over 1,100 yards this season. So um, you've got two contrasting type of quarterbacks. But like you said, I, I would not be surprised if James Summer, James Summer rolls out there uh, tomorrow and is a starting quarterback and leads this ECU team out um, for the fact that he has been that spark that, that they've been looking for. And he's led them to two big victories uh, as of recently. East Carolina's defense a little bit suspect. We just pointed out that they're the 102nd ranked pass efficiency defense in the country. But that offense has been very efficient, especially on third down. How do you prepare to face the number one ranked third down conversion team in the country? Well, you just got to respect them, A. But, B, you've got to win on first and second down. We, we talk about this all the time, but especially if James Summers is the quarterback, he's not – you're your throwing quarterback. He only has 22 attempts on the season. Uh, he's 17 of 22. Um, so, so you have to make sure you put him in awkward positions. When I say awkward, tough, to, tough uh, uh, chances in the fact that you have to make him be third and long, third and 10 plus. Because if you do have a third and two, third and three, he will be uh, using his legs and he'll be lethal and probably get a first down, uh, much like you know, BYU used Taysom Hill in the past. So um, no question that he's a tough quarterback to defend. But when it comes to third down, the reason they are number one in the country is because they've had third manageable type um, situations and and BYU has to force ECU into tougher type situations. It's interesting looking at East Carolina because they they match up not only on the field uh, interestingly well with BYU but their season has been similar to BYU. Do you see that same thing David? Yeah, they both got obviously both three and two records. Um, both have a great passing uh, attack. You know, BYU with 270 yards a game, ECU with 276 passing. But then both struggle with the running game. ECU's uh, 96 in the country. BYU's 114th. So both both very similar uh, type teams. Uh, but the quarterbacks, as we touched on, very different quarterbacks. Uh, when, when you talk about uh, Tanner Mangum, who's more your pocket guy, and now potentially James Summers being more of an athletic running guy. So um, you know, there are some similarities, but but also some differences. David, you said you expect ECU to get out to a quick start and ride that wave of momentum after scoring 42 consecutive in that dominating win over SMU. But will this be a high-scoring shootout? Will that momentum carry over through both teams? Do you expect a high-scoring shootout, or is this going to be a defensive struggle late? 
Well, you know, on uh, Tuesday AFR, I mentioned that my prediction is 28-17 because I thought, I, you know, I thought BYU could contain this offense after watching more tape and, and looking more at Summers and, and what he's capable of doing. I think it might be a shootout. I think it might be one of those games where, where it goes blow for blow throughout the game and, and turnovers uh, will be will be a huge uh, factor in the game. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I expect it to be probably a high-scoring game. Hopefully these defenses, uh, well, really mainly BYU's defense, can step up to the challenge. Um, you know, hopefully getting back some of their stud players will, will, will hopefully uh, help them out there. But um, no, no doubt that both these offenses are prolific, and it shows in the numbers. Both of them can sling the rock. Um, both defenses are struggling against the pass. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, obviously which team can, out, can come out on top. 539 yards of total offense for BYU last week led to 30 points. That probably should have been 40 or 50 uh, when it comes to it. What do you think will be different about the BYU offense in this game against East Carolina? Well, I think they found a weapon in, in Francis Bernard, and, and the running game. There's, there's no secret that it struggled throughout the season, and I think Bernard has really come on late. Algie Brown came back from his injury and, and, and had a huge boost to the run game, um, but more than that, uh, you know, Tanner Mangum had some tough decisions he made, and, and ones that I bet he wished he could have back with the two interceptions that he threw. Um, so BYU learned from those mistakes, and he learned from those interceptions, and I think more than anything, they've learned from that and, and can go forward from there. And so, um, you know, hopefully that offense can learn from that uh, because this is an ECU defense and, and team that can capitalize on, on turnovers and has shown in the past that they can hang with the big boys. I mean, we, we see them barely losing to, to Florida. They beat a, a good Virginia Tech team um, and then uh, you know, lost to a, a tough Navy team, but then you know, blew out uh, SMU after being down. So um, this is a team that can, that can score on you quickly uh, because of their, uh, their athletes on the field. I mean, you look at the wide receiver position with Isaiah Jones, 6'1", 200, uh, type wide receiver. I mean, he's a big boy that BYU is going to have to contain, um, you know, with 38 receptions and, and has over 12.4 yards per catch. So this BYU defense will have their hands full uh, come this tomorrow. Follow him at D underscore Nixon on the Twitter machine. David, great to talk to you as always. You can watch him tomorrow on Countdown to Kickoff live on BYU TV, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. We'll see you then, Dave. All right. Thanks, guys. David Nixon on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Your soda machine Yours. as well <laughs> this morning. We cannot emphasize enough how brilliant of a decision that was to put a free soda machine inside of a credit um, unit. I was told there's caffeine as well, so I think it's the closest caffeine to campus. But not on campus. <laughs> we play Know the Foe next. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYUSN Live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And tonight at 9 Eastern Time, women's soccer ranked number five nationally hosts San Diego. That'll be live on BYU TV and BYU Radio, 9 Eastern Time. It's that time again, Jerem. My favorite segment on the show. Roll the music. BYU Sports Nation asks, do you know the foe? Yes. And specifically, do you know all of the awesomeness contained within that foe that is pertinent on Wikipedia? Because <laughs> that's what this is. This is a summary of the Wikipedia page <laughs> for the opposing school. <laughs> all right, Jerem, since it's your favorite segment, it's only right that you start us off. In what city is East Carolina located in the great state of North Carolina? Shout out to my dad in Asheville. That would be Greenville, North Carolina, Jerem. False, Greenville. 
Oh, come I'm just on. kidding. No, I'm just kidding. No, that is right. I'm just kidding. Go, you got Greenville. It's not V-U-L-L-E. Ask those peeps, man. Greenville. We're in Utah, down so I say it the right way. I, my dad goes down to the Walgreens down Greenville. I Walgreens? don't know where you go. Well, on the program? Yep, on the program. On the program. Yep. Okay. What is the name of the football stadium East Carolina plays in? Oh, it's like a Dowdy something stadium. What is it? Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Ficklin Stadium. Jerem got half of what that a, right. What a Ficklin question. Capacity 50,000 in Dowdy Ficklin. BYU will be there in 2017. That's right. What's the ECU slogan? Is it tomorrow starts here? Is it today is tomorrow's destiny? Is it yesterday's today's future past of the present? Or is it light the fire within? I'm going to go with D, light the fire within. Nope, tomorrow starts here. Oh, dang it. Brought to you by X-Men Days of Future Past. Can you name the former Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback... That helped ECU in 2002. Hmm. Uh, Mark Brunel didn't go there. Nope. It wasn't. David Garrard. Oh, David Garrard. Wait, he was East Carolina? East Carolina. Nice. Fourth Garrard. round draft pick in 2002. Okay, the music right now. Which of these actresses attended ECU? Okay. Sandra Bullock, Courtney Cox, Reese Witherspoon, or Rachel McAdams? The star... Of while you were sleeping, Sandra Bullock. It was. She dropped out to pursue an acting career, and that was a great decision. She went back and graduated, Reynolds, though. She graduated. It. Why? Dan Reynolds. <laughs> Dan Reynolds for Imagine Dragons dropped out. Whatever, man. He's killing it. It's great. Okay. Do you know? Okay. How old is Sandra Bullock? I don't care. I couldn't believe this when I saw it. I was like, wow, really? I don't know. Fifty-one. Wow. Fifty-one. There you go. I don't care. Go Cougars. Well, now you know. Can you name the only first-round NFL draft pick to come out of East Carolina University? No. I don't know. I have no idea. Chris Johnson. Oh, the Chris Johnson? The Chris Johnson. I didn't realize he, uh, he went to ECU. That's awesome. What do I have in common with the father of East Carolina University? Like one of the founders. One of the founders? Yeah, what do I have in common? Share the same last name? Ooh, close. Thomas Jordan Jarvis. Oh. So obviously Jordan, the connection, and then Jarvis. I, I should li- get that one. I, li- I like Iron Man. Isn't Jarvis the name of the computer? I should get that one. Is it Jarvis? Brandon Crow, it's Jarvis, right? Yeah, okay. Okay, you, would you say Sandra Bullock is the most famous alumnus of East Carolina? Oh, undoubtedly. Okay, what if I told you that what if I told the you? professional ESPN wrestling ESPN. guru... Vince McMahon is an ECU. Wow, <laughs> that's a good one too. Would you still think it's Sandra Bullock? No. Within 100, where does ECU rank in Forbes National University rankings? Within 100. Within 100, I'm going to say 172. No, they're 508. <laughs> BYU is 79. 508. BYU is 79. Is that on the Wikipedia page? 508? Yeah, dog. 508. Why would you put that on your Wikipedia page? You're not even in the top 500. <laughs> 500? <laughs> Gee. Up next, a loaded Cougar whip around from the Deseret First Credit Union. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. We are live on location at Deseret First Credit Union. Game day eat and time to whip. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. It is game day eve. BYU hosts East Carolina for homecoming tomorrow night, 7.30 Eastern on ESPNU. Countdown to kickoff is live at 6.30 on BYU TV. Also, Taysom Hill told the Deseret News he is in no rush to decide his football future, saying no decisions will be made until next year. Soccer. 
Fifth-ranked BYU hosts San Diego tonight at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The Cougars 10-1-1, 2-0 in conference, looking to continue their dominance. Volleyball. The 15th-ranked women's volleyball team trailed two sets to none last night, but went on to win in five, came back and won that at Pacific, led by Whitney Young Howard's 12 blocks and Alexa Gray's double-double, 14 kills and 12 digs. Softball. BYU takes down Utah Valley University 7-3 in a scrimmage at Gale Miller Field. The Cougars were led by junior Lauren Bell's three runs batted in. They take on Salt Lake Community College tonight at 5 p.m. Mountain. Cougars in the NFL. BYU players in action this weekend. Alani Fu and the Cardinals visit Ziggy and the Detroit Lions. Man, he had a great game Monday against Seahawks. Ziggy currently has the second highest sack total in the league. Against your Seahawks. Yeah, my Seahawks. Cougars in the CFL, eh? Austin Collie's British Columbia Lions, not the Boston College Lions, as Michael Michael Lisa referred to. Face the Winnipeg Blue Bombers tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern. You can watch that on ESPN3 or the Watch ESPN app. Tennis. The men's team is in the middle of the Utah Invitational, and the women's team is currently playing in the Riviera ITA Women's All-American Championships, longest name ever. Both tournaments conclude tomorrow. Swimming and diving. I told you it was a loaded whip. Good luck to the Cougars as they kick off their season this weekend in the Colorado Mesa Invite. Shout out to Grand Junction, Colorado. You lived there for two years. Three years. Three years. Three years on the Western Slope. What is up? We join, or we are now joined, rather, by Shane London, the president and CEO of Deseret First Credit Union, a man brave enough to let us come and broadcast in front of this location Shane, first of all, what were you thinking letting us do this? <laughs> we are a brave group, and we just wanted to see how far we could stretch our uh, our standards a little bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> you chose the perfect program. Uh, what's it been What's it been like to open this new loca- location? It's just a couple weeks old, a month or two? We've been here about seven weeks right now uh, since we've opened. Uh, we're excited for this location. We're excited to su- serve the BYU community, the Provo community. This is a branch like you've never seen before. You saw the soda, you you drank up, I noticed. You got your mugs ready to go. Oh, yeah. But this is a new and innovative way to take care of banking, and we're just excited to be part of this uh, community. Whose idea was it to put the free soda machine in the location? You know, actually, it was mine. It was your idea? Yeah. yeah. Give him a high five right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's so worth a it. A rising shout for Shane London. <laughs> you know, I, there we go. I live with three college-age kids. I, I have uh, church responsibilities with college-age kids. I work with college-age kids. And the one thing that's consistent is we want that soda. We want that ability. And our staff is always asking for it. So what a great way to, to have a casual relationship while you're coming in and doing some some things that aren't always the funnest thing to do, like banking and, and paying a loan or yeah. making a deposit. Yeah, it's fun. You can lounge. There's TVs. There's soda. I, I love it. I think it's great. Uh, do you have a prediction for the game tomorrow, BYU and East Carolina? You know, East, East Carolina, I don't know much about them, I'll be honest with you. I, I listened to your stat earlier, and I'm, I'm kind of going that I think BYU is going to take care of them in pretty good shape, which is great for homecoming, which we're sponsoring also. There you go. So this is Deseret First Weekend here at, in at BYU. <laughs> Deseret First Homecoming Weekend. We, we perhaps could make one of those really long invitational things like you just came up with. We'll <laughs> yeah, just call yeah, it that. yeah, there you go. <laughs> Why did you feel like... BYU Sports Nation was the proper avenue with, with this show and, and what you wanted to do as a business brand. You know, we, we look at a lot of things. We're, we're a big advocate and a big supporter of BYU TV. But uh, when we looked at Sports Nation, we saw the popularity that you've had and you resonate with that group we're trying to really uh, tie into. 
making the students uh, a part in understanding these decisions they have to make in their lives for financial uh, guidance and direction. Uh, who better to partner with the Sports Nation and especially you two? Well, we appreciate that you uh, sponsored the the hotline. Uh, every you know guest on the phone is, is brought to you by Desert First Credit Union. So we appreciate that, and thanks for letting us hang out at your you place. You bet. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Shane London, the president and CEO of Desert First Credit Union, getting yeah. a nice applause here on location. Soda Just for everyone. Come on in. Come on in. Get some free soda. While you do your banking. Future guests on the show include Trevor Maddich of ESPN College Football Insider and Spencer Hadley, former NFL and BYU linebacker. Spencer becoming a weekly part of the show, as is Trevor, and now as is John Beck. John Beck! There you go. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. We're giving it to BYU women's volleyball, the 15th-ranked team in the country. They battled last night. And it's always tough to win on the road. They found a way to get it done in five oh, sets. Oh, yeah, target on your back. I, I, I want to give uh, – we already gave a uh, rising shot to Shane London as well. I want to give one to Dan Hawkins. He wore the blue goggles. And he challenged at what level in sport I played in intramurals, you know. Well, you if brought, you missed that, You yeah. brought it up. You yeah. walked of into that I one. Of course I did, yeah. I wa- very... Listen, I'm like Daniel, dude. I go into the lion's den sometimes. And he said, what sport do you play? Flag football. Do you play quarterback? No. Do you play at a high level? Nah. That was kind of the end of the conversation. <laughs> it's Division One football. If you haven't seen that video, you have to watch Amazing. it. Amazing. Go play intramurals, brother. When he left, I told him, and I do. I love that he said that. I yeah. thought that was just a very honest, awesome response. He, he might be walking around Boise with a BYU Sports Nation shirt on. I think we've done great work <laughs> he here He said today. they would love – I'm sure they would love this. <laughs> There's no way. Especially after Boise. this year. Our elite tweet of the day. <laughs> What unexpected thing do you expect to happen in the ECU-BYU game from at Red Law, Do- Red Law Dog? Fake punt, a double reverse with a pass for a touchdown, and defense with a forced fumble in the end zone recovered for a touchdown. How about one of those things? Yeah. Johnny Linehan, fake punt. We thought that would happen at some point this year. That has not happened uh, uh, in a game yet. They did do an onside kick in a game, as you mentioned. And that worked. And it worked. Double reverse, <laughs> double reverse with a pass for a TD. Who's yeah, going to throw it? <laughs> that's, that's my question. Which receiver is going to throw it? Taysom Hill. Oh, my what? goodness. Why are you going to make tears come out of my face? <laughs> what a, defense with a forced fumble in the end zone recovered for a TD. What it's been a while. Was maybe, that Kyle Van Noy? Maybe Van Noy's Was Van Noy the last to do that, to recover a fumble in the end 2012 was the year of the defense, man. Seriously. There was a shutout. That's the last shutout. And I believe uh, this situation, the last fumble for a touchdown – in the end zone. That defense was unbelievable. That would be an unexpected, think expected about, thing. Think about that defense, though. Ziggy Ansah, Kyle Van Noy, Daniel Spencer Swanson. Hadley, Daniel Sorsen. They're all Alani NFL Fua. guys. They're all of, all of them. All of them. Five or six of them. Crazy. Hey, thanks to David Nixon, Dan Hawkins, Shane London, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. Thanks to Deseret First Credit Union for hosting us once again. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast on iTunes or the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Masesi Fuketi. BYU Sports Station back to work at noon Eastern.